0: Welcome back to Magic and Miracles. This is Mary Peichel. I've taken a little bit of a break the past month or so to kind of work on some of my own goals, be in my own destiny, do some of my own healing work a little bit deeper with my teacher. So lots of Reiki and learning myself. And I wanted to come back with this podcast with something that was kind of astonishing to me, although in hindsight, it really shouldn't have been. But I had noticed in my work with my teacher that a lot of stuff that I was feeling, was almost like this aha moment, was coming from my own judgments of other people and situations. So a lot of the suffering that I had been experiencing, a lot of the resistance and the difficulty, and a lot of the work that I was doing was really the result of my judgments of other people, particularly one person in my life that I had been judging really, really harshly. So I had noticed that I was experiencing the effects of my judgment against this person. And what I noticed was that it was taking my energy. I was feeling really lethargic and unmotivated and it was affecting my self-esteem and my belief in my ability. And when I looked at all of these um, emotions that were coming up for me and experiences, It was almost this aha moment, I was sitting across from Jeanette, my teacher, and it was like, oh my God, this is the result or the energy or the frequency of these thoughts and perceptions and this anger that I was kind of holding towards this person in my life. And with that realization, my immediate thought went to guilt and shame, that I could potentially be subjecting this person also to this feeling. And that really changed the idea of judgment for me right then and there. Not only was I going to experience the effects of it, but it was definitely affecting how I was treating and reacting to this person. And I could totally see maybe some suffering or sadness or challenges that this was my behavior, my choices, my actions were causing this person to feel. And I didn't feel so great about that. I don't want to be the cause of that for someone else. I mean, I was experiencing it myself and it didn't feel so great. It's that saying, you know, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Not that this person is my enemy, right? It's usually the people closest to us that we love the most that offer us um, the lessons that we're here to learn. So I started going back into my Course in Miracles. There's lots of great teachings from Jesus, right? He's the master teacher of forgiveness and love. So who better to turn to when struggling with issues of forgiveness and coming to peace than him? And I love the lesson, right? That our grievances hide the light of the world from us. That was exactly what was happening. The time that I was taking and giving to my ego and believing the ego story about this person was time spent blocking the light and peace from myself. So in essence, when we're holding a grievance against someone or ourselves or any situation that's going on in our life, if we're being resistant to something or someone, we're really putting out a declaration that... We are disallowing peace. We might as well just be saying that having an intention and a mantra that I disallow peace today because it's really what it is. It's the energy that it carries and we get that return back. We get it back in our mental health. We get it back in our self-esteem. We get it back in our energy. We get it back in our physical health. It shows up in our relationships not related to the thing that we're judging because it's affected us on such a level. So we'll run into problems with other people, we'll have more difficult situations show up for us externally and internally. It's kind of like our own perpetuated mercury in retrograde. And judgment is choosing an opposite experience than source, right? There's a quote from A Course in Miracles that peace is a natural heritage of spirit and everyone is free to refuse to accept his inheritance and that's what judgment is it's our refusal to accept the truth because if we were really working from that perspective or practice of namaste or as the buddhists would call it i know i've mentioned this before because it's such a practice for me generosity right which is the same thing as namaste it is recognizing the truth and the light in me, regardless of what I might be perceiving with my conscious mind or my ego mind and extending that view, that generosity to other people, regardless of how our ego mind wants to react or respond um, or perceive what somebody's doing or what a situation may mean that might be up for us or might keep happening over and over again. And in knowing this, we can come to know, this is another great, quote from a Course in Miracles. This is such a great uh, teacher or text for forgiveness in this kind of work is that you are the salvation you seek. Miracles happen to you through you, right? Suffering ends through your willingness to no longer hold a grievance, your willingness to forgive. And when we talk about forgiveness in the spiritual um, sense, it's not saying that what somebody doing is ma- what somebody is doing is perhaps okay and we allow it that's not what it means at all that wouldn't be very spiritual right if somebody were not treating us with integrity and we just kind of continue to make excuses for it that's codependency that's something completely different but what it speaks of is forgiveness is the ability to disconnect from the story so that you are not suffering So if you're having a, if this triggers you in some way or speaks to you, but you're having a really difficult time with something that has happened or with something that you might be doing or how someone else might be perceptively showing up for you, remember this, forgiveness is just you detaching from the story that's causing you suffering. Sometimes it's easier to look at it that way, and then we can begin to work our way into forgiveness and really letting go and coming to a place of love. So we're not saying what the person did is right or okay or that the experience is right or okay or that what we are doing might be right or okay, but we need to acknowledge it first and we need to give it presence and we need to understand that our attachments, the stories, the constant um crucifixion right in our minds of this particular experience is keeping us nailed to the cross so to speak it's keeping us suffering and it's not allowing on an energetic level for the situation to heal it's not allowing for um, divine intervention it's not allowing for that um, alchemic sort of transcendence from fear to love right this is we're dealing with divine alchemy here changing one experience into another fear to love so forgiveness is really our key to freedom and in the simplest terms forgiveness means holding the perception or the awareness of non-judgment seeing the truth and by seeing the truth i mean seeing the light seeing the peace seeing the divinity seeing the bigger picture seeing the lesson right recognizing strife as a divine assignment and choosing to show up for the lesson choosing love as your teacher instead so we always have this available to us this is our free will from a mindfulness perspective our free will is what we choose to do with something how we choose to see something and respond to it we can go get help. We can adapt to new behaviors. We can do all sorts of things that help us and support us through a situation that might not be so great. Or we can identify with it and we can become judgmental and that can lead to a whole experience that creates even more suffering and doesn't allow for the situation maybe to be as supported as it could be And get that change that we're really looking for or shifting it into that direction that we're really looking for. This is a big thing with illness, right? We know that how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive um, the cells in our body, the medicine, the entire experience makes a huge difference in our outcomes, right? There's destiny too. Our destiny plays a big part of it. And sometimes destiny and looking at that perception really helps us that yes, we do manifest on the conscious level, but there's also a spiritual destiny, right? We have our spiritual karma. We have the things that we are here to really take on for our soul's purpose. And a lot of that stuff we would not be choosing ourselves, right, those are usually the the difficult things, but if we can appreciate that there are these dimensions, right, that there's things that are happening to us because of our conscious mind and things happening to us, or maybe for us is a better way to say this, because of our greater destiny and the greater destiny of our ancestral karma, and our collective consciousness, right? We're all here to play a part in that as well. It's not just about the ego expression of your personality, but we are here connected to ancestral karma and the collective consciousness and our soul has a mission there as well. I wanted to share just a paragraph. It's paragraph five from lesson 21. There's um, two lessons on forgiveness specifically in A Course in Miracles in the lesson part. I mean, it's very, forgiveness is sort of the crux, forgiveness and love of the entire text. So it's really woven into all the lessons, but there are two that I like that really specifically focus on forgiveness. And I've been using the work in these two lessons to work through my own um, ability to just hold peace and light in my own grievances. And the first one is Lesson 121. And the lesson is forgiveness is the key to happiness. So this is your practice, right? All the other practices could be summed up into forgiveness. And I want to just share paragraph five with you. And I'm going to break down each sentence in this paragraph because it really offers a lot. The unforgiving mind is in despair without the prospect of a future which can offer anything but more despair. So this is about really concrete thinking and seeing things only one way. He is, she is, it is. We really have to watch our, um, our statements, right? When we say I am, it is, we are really declaring that experience in our energy field, and it really blocks change. Yet it regards its judgment of the world as irreversible and does not see it as condemned itself to this despair. So what we don't see and what we're talking about today and the course text is talking about is that our perception and our judgments are continuing this experience, right? The person may be who they are, the situation may be what it is, but if we're going to just jump in and say this is how it is, black and white, right?, We are playing a part in keeping this experience the way it is. We are not at the mercy of any person or situation. Our physical experience, our mental health is not. It is how we relate to it that is. So we even demonstrate this in my meditation groups with people, we come in and we do an opening meditation and I always check with people, right? When we go into the opening meditation, what is up for you and where are you? Give it a number. And our opening meditation is five to 10 minutes. It's a short one. And afterwards I have them gauge it again, right? And in most cases it's really low and nothing externally has changed, right? We've just kind of gone to a place where we're in non-resistance. So the demonstration is kind of made in that. So if you're really struggling, meditation practice is great, right? It's a practice of non-resistance. Okay, moving on to the next sentence. It thinks it cannot change for what it sees bears witness that its judgment is correct. And this is like saying, like, see, the sky is blue. You can clearly see that the sky is blue. But from another perspective, when we're working with people, people are mutable. They're malleable. Situations are as well. And... No two people see the situation in the same way, right? So there might be somebody you're holding a grievance against, but somebody in a similar proximity to this person as yourself could see it very differently and have a little bit more peace with this person. This is true for myself too. So I know that it's my own struggle, And then it goes on, it does not ask because it thinks it knows. It does not question certain it is right. So this is our own self-righteousness, right? It helps us to feel better. And this comes down to one of the practices we're going to talk about today. And really our judgments come from our own lack of sense of safety or self-esteem. It comes from something within us. It is not about the person or the situation. The person or the situation is just a teacher showing up to reflect in us, where we have deviated, so the forgiveness is actually really to ourselves always. So that's an interesting point that goes along with this. But first, I want to offer up the um, practice from lesson 121. So, what do we do? How do we get past our disdain for people, or our resistance to them, or our anger, or hatred, maybe? Right or our sense of victimization. This is a practice that is maybe difficult for some people but start where you are and remember the practice is always just to be willing to. So I very much started my own practice this way. Part of me did not want to forgive this person and I started with that. That there's this part of me that does not want to forgive, that does not want to let go, but I know I have a connection to my higher self, and I know that that's not for my greatest good. I am willing to forgive. Please help me. And that's where I started. So the practice of A Course in Miracles essentially says for Lesson 121 is to visualize the good about this person. And if that's difficult, start with compassion, right? They're just acting of ego and their own experiences. This is their own shaping, Um try and hold compassion to that for that person. And you can even just be general. I'm willing to offer compassion to her or him or them or it or myself. So start with that. And the course suggests a couple of minutes of practice each day. I suggest that every time you find yourself aware of your judgment, be it yourself or You know even when it comes to ourselves like what do we put in our bodies what are we doing with our time how are we treating ourselves right we judge ourselves for that immensely and that is where we as a culture that's sort of like our teacher you know our culture is not really a culture that is taught compassion right we're kind of taught competition and fear and there's not enough So all of these things come up for us within ourselves because that's what that stuff breeds, competition, not enough, you know, all of that breeds self-judgment. So the very same thing that's breeding self-judgment is also the teacher for us, offering us a space or an opportunity to practice compassion. So we go to compassion first, right? That's the ultimate, the ultimate practice. We need compassion to cultivate forgiveness. So you can in your meditation, offer compassion anytime that this person or situation comes up or that aspect of yourself comes up and you find yourself judging it you can choose to offer it compassion you can understand that holding this grievance is hiding the light of the world from my eyes it's hiding peace from me you can offer to open up to compassion or be willing to open up to compassion or be willing to see peace instead, right? Those are all practices that we can use. You find what feels good to you. And as you use it, you're able to increase it. So start where you can and increase it, right? You can work up to, I I don't think about that anymore. That's not what I subscribe to. And fairly soon, it becomes fairly easy to do that. And then before you know it, you're detached from the situation. And it really is before you know it. All this stuff takes, with a little bit of effort and persistency, really doesn't take that long. You know, it feels so overwhelming and it feels so drug out. We could have been depressed for years or maybe it shows up for you as bipolar or anxiety or some kind of addiction to something that's not really serving you but it's getting you through the moments. That stuff seems so big, it seems like the black hole, but really the antidote doesn't take very long. And I always say this get yourself some support if you're really struggling. Find a teacher or a practice or a therapist or whatever it might be, a way of life that supports you in this. That is really the most important thing. And I offer that to my clients all of the time. You know, what supports you? What are your passions? What can you focus on that is not this, right? We don't have to give all of our focus and attention and energy to what's bugging us all of the time. You know, we have to learn how to live and be free and have some fun too. It's so important. And keeping in mind that what you're putting out there is affecting you, it's affecting your experience. It's making you angry, it's giving you high blood pressure, right? Your anger gives you high blood pressure, perhaps, or it gives you panic disorder, right? Underneath panic disorder is a deep rage. Lots of my clients, and in my own experience with panic disorder, You know, when the panic lifts, you're just in the state of extreme rage. I stayed in that state almost every day for five years and it was awful, but it was a great teacher and I needed to get through that. So allow whatever it is to come up. You'll find that when you go into forgiveness and you go into compassion, those things that maybe all of those perceptions were hiding from your awareness are coming up. Allow them, support them. Offer compassion to them. They are your healing. Your emotional system is your, your way of healing. Your emotions are your healing system. We don't see it like that in our Western culture. We throw psychotropics at it. Not that I think that they are horrible, but we need other ways to support ourselves because it's not going to heal you, right? It's a band-aid and at, at best, you know, slightly effective in the long run look at the studies, right? The outcomes of people on psychotropics are not as great as those who get off of them and have other practices. The outcomes are much greater, but they are useful in their time. Um, So I wanted to offer you a meditation today that you can use to address the underlying issue. So remember, all of our grievances are based on some core belief within us of our own unworthiness. So I'm gonna offer a meditation to you today to clear out that unworthiness and to bring in the experience or allow for the experience of divine love so that you can experience the true expression of yourself. If anybody has any questions on this topic, please feel free to email me, maryjanepeichel at gmail.com. You can check out my website, maryjanepeichel.com. I do offer distant um, sessions healing sessions and coaching sessions. If you're interested, you can just send me send me an email or a phone call and I'll get right back to you. So let's move into our meditation. In our meditation, we're going to use our magic, the part of us that is beyond the limits of the material world to transmute all of these sort of negative karmas that our will has brought upon ourselves. And we're going to use two archangels to help us do that. And the first one is Archangel Zadkiel. And he is the keeper of the violet flame. Uh, the violet flame helps us to transmute negative energy and release what no longer serves us. And this is divine alchemy. So if we think of the alchemists that were trying to turn properties into things for healing and spiritual growth, or um, precious metals into gold. This is divine spiritual alchemy, and this is really uh, what alchemy stands for and means. It's transmuting negative karma into love and into peace and into a divine experience. So in conjunction with Archangel Zadkiel, we're also going to call upon his twin flame, Holy Amethyst. And if you have an amethyst handy, you can grab that. Um, the amethyst will help to ground this meditation and it will help you physically throughout the day just to kind of clear things out of your aura that it's getting stuck in there by what we're thinking and experiencing. It just kind of goes in and burns up all of that negativity and helps us transmute it. It's associated with the seventh ray. And this is the seventh chakra, it's the crown chakra, it sits just above your head. And our crown chakra merges our humanness with the divine and offers us liberation from the karmic wheel. So that's where we work on this level. Coming into our meditation, you can use your amethyst crystal if you have one. Clear it if it needs to be cleared, holding it in your left hand. That your receiving hand, and if it has a point, face the point up towards the body so that you can receive the energy. And just come into a comfortable position, and just come into the present with your breath, breathing in through the nose, feeling the expansion of your diaphragm filling your belly. And on the exhalation, just releasing, feeling the release in the body. Breathing in, receiving. And breathing out, releasing. practice of presence with breath brings us closer to the connection with our divine self, brings us into our true presence. Allowing yourself to just be. Nothing needs to be any different. opening up each cell in your body to receiving the divine presence. And on the exhalation, just releasing your resistance to your divine power. you begin to recognize divine presence by an increase in well-being, a deeper sense of peace, and honoring and welcoming Archangel Zadkiel and his twin flame, Holy Amethyst. Be present with you. And as they show up, you begin to experience that you are sitting directly in the middle of a beautiful, bright, violet-colored flame. And it's sparkly and warm and supportive. And this violet-colored fire fills you and surrounds you. from every cell in your body filling your aura and you give over your intention to release all that is not serving you all the beliefs of not being good enough or having enough you crawl forward all of those beliefs And experiences and ideas that you hold against yourself, against your worth, against your power, into the violet flame, those that are both conscious and subconscious. And just by doing this, all of those beliefs that you hold against yourself are released Allow for the violet fire to take them over and transmute them. You can even see them one by one, just disintegrating. Just holding this visualization, this intention and your breath in connection to the divine archangels and your own divinity. Staying here, releasing as deeply and fully as you can in this practice. giving over all of our judgments. Our judgments come from the place in us that doesn't feel worthy or good enough. Placing those people and situations that we are judging against into the violet fire. As we continue in the visualization and sitting in this flame, allowing for the transmutation of all that we are holding against our highest will, expand your awareness to your heart center. And we're going to hold this mantra for a moment or two to invite in the experience of divine love. We know that when we release, we must fill with something new, something better to take its place. So just coming into your heart and noticing any shift in emotion or physical experience that you might have just noticing not judging either way thank you for the knowing of complete love thank you for the knowing of complete love And just silently hold this mantra with the awareness of your heart. Thank you for the knowing of complete love. And you can gently release the mantra, asking to be kept in the violet flame until all of your insecurities and unworthiness have been transmuted into divine love. Just taking in a deep breath and bringing your hands to prayer in front of your heart and bowing your head in gratitude to the archangels of love and transmutation Archangels Adkiel and Holy Amethyst for assisting us today in our highest divine mission of coming to know love. And we surrender our hearts and minds today to be guided by love. Namaste. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that if you were listening, that the message spoke to you and was helpful to you in some way and if you have any questions or you want to comment you can comment on the podcast page or feel free to email me maryjanepeichel at gmail.com and have a really wonderful day thank you so much